I was thinking, just my, thinking about my friend, you know, and he's he struggling with his age and thinking, you know, about dying. And I've been trying to live Jesus Christ out in front of him, you know, for years. But he said, listen to me, you descendants of Jacob, all the remnant of the people of Israel, you whom I have upheld since your birth. I have carried you since you were born, even to your old age and your gray hairs. I am he. I am he who will, will sustain you. I made you and I will carry you. I will sustain you and I will rescue you. With whom will you compare me or count me equal? To whom will you liken me that we may be compared? I'm the one and the only. And when you're the one and only, you can afford to have an attitude about it. When you're the one and the only, you can make statements like that. Mm -hmm. Isaiah number 46. Which that kind of spoke to me a little bit too. In your old age. <laughs> in your gray hair. I wish you'd have said something about your thin hair. But you, know, <laughs> yeah. you know, I will sustain you. I have made you. Before you were, you know, before you're in your mother's womb, I knew you. I have a plan and a purpose for your life. You know, there's that passage when a man and a woman. You were talking about cells, right? When a man and a woman come together in sexual union, there are a million sperm released. All right, mm -hmm. only one makes it to the egg. You know why the others don't make it? They refuse to stop and ask directions. But no, one makes it to the egg. All right. That means 999,999 potential human beings are swept aside for that one. And God said, before you were in your mother's womb, I knew you. I knew which one I was going to cause to come to that egg. I'm going to sweep away all these potential others because you're the one I want. Your odds of being here are one in a million. Tell me your life has no purpose. You can't do it. Your odds of being here are one in a million. Then you look at this when you went with DNA. This will come alongside what you were saying with the DNA. When a man and a woman, one man and one woman, there's enough information in the DNA without it being replicated. All right? There's enough information in the, def, the, uh, the DNA of one man and one woman of 10 to the 2017th power. That's 10 with 2017 zeros put behind it. You'll run out of paper writing zeros. <laughs> that much information come together, and you are the one in the million that come. And all that information gets written into you. Your odds of being here are one, or 10 to the 2017, one in a million, 10 to the 2017th power. Tell me your life ain't got no purpose. <laughs> you can't do it. God by design, 1,400 years, 1,400 years, 1,400 years, 1,400, 2,023 years. I set to, in my case, 1,961 years. I set into motion, and on that day, I said, now this is I'm going to bring him in, because this is when I want him to come, because I have something for him to do. I will carry him. I will fulfill my purpose for his life. I will fulfill my great purpose for his life. It's my great, it's great because it's my purpose for his life. It's great because it's my purpose for your life. Mm -hmm. And if you'll follow me, if you'll trust me, I never make a mistake. I never make an error. My plans are perfect. My moves are perfect. And if you'll follow me in it, 
no matter what it looks like, no matter how big the waves, no matter how strong the wind, no matter how hot the fire, no matter how many lions are in the den, no matter how big the giant, I'll get behind the stone. Don't worry, because I will fulfill my plan and purpose for your life. And what that verse just I will. I'm the one who will sustain you. Mm-hmm. Who can you compare to me? Who is like me? He's asking these questions, meaning there's got to be an answer. And the answer at the bottom is nobody, sir. <laughs> Ain't nobody like you, you know? And it made me start to realize, you know, as I'm thinking about it, man, this God don't never make no mistakes. He can plan things out and fulfill them so perfectly. Then why do I struggle to trust him so often? <laughs> you know? I need, I, I, I need to get to that place in my life where I can say, I trust you. Yeah. And I'll do it. I'll be like Joseph. When you say, I'll do it. When uh, God God doesn't force us to walk in, a, in the revelation of just the past of the word that was spoken. But he speaks a new word, which is to come to pass. Like when he spoke through David. Today, or you are my son, today I've become your father. He's talking about the birth of Jesus when God separated from himself. I want to have communion with another being. David says to, to, he writes in his Psalms, your law is perfect. And then Jesus, when he comes, he said, I, I didn't come to take away the law, I came to complete the law. But a law that's incomplete is not yet perfect. So David, in order to say your law is perfect, he had to have seen the completion of the law. So he had this, he was walking in the revelation of something that was still those 2,800 years from where he was. But God revealed this to him and he could offer his sacrifices knowing that he was celebrating the coming sacrifice that was going to give, bring reason to his sacrifices. What he was doing made no sense without what Jesus was going to complete. And what he was doing was merely saying this represents something that God is going to pay the price for in the future. And what God wants to do now, his plans for these end times, is a revelation that he wants us to be walking. He's like, come on, guys, look up, listen, this is, uh, let's, let's walk towards what I'm bringing. Stop, you know, it's not just about what happened back then. Get over, you know, I'm doing a new thing. So stop looking at your, you know, get rid of this, this rigid shape. And listen so that I can bring you into what I'm doing now. And you can walk in the celebration of what's going to happen, even though you're not you might not even be able to see it in your lifetime. Yeah, David might not have totally understood what God was having him write right there. Yeah. You know? But David got to the point like, I trust you, man. I know that this is a picture. I don't understand it yet, but I'm gonna do it because I trust you. Mm-hmm. Because I've learned to trust you, because I know that your words are true and you don't never break them. Yeah. You know, and so we, we, that's written back there for you and me to learn from. You see what I'm saying? And we can learn from that, but we can, like you just said, we're looking ahead to what God's doing next. Mm-hmm. We're going to follow him in it because yeah. he don't never stop moving. <laughs> Abraham went and did his thing, you know, 1400 years went. 
But David, then long came David, and God was doing something different through David's life. And another 1,400 years went, and they went into captivity in Babylon. It looked like somewhere in there, God, I think he just messed up right there because he had a good thing going from Abe to Dave. But from Dave to Babylon, it just didn't seem to work. you know. But in the middle of that, Babylon, God's training the Magi. You know? and, and, and in another 1,400 years, long come Jesus. And then Jesus gets crucified, and you're like, God. This is a really strange plan you got here. <laughs> but I trust you. But I trust you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, we don't, we don't. I just, I full on believe he's as crazy as it looks in the world right now. I know that he's up to something. I was thinking this the other day. He says, I'm about to shake the heavens and the earth. He says that several times in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, we can see the earth shaking. We get that in Alaska. You get that in California. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But what's it look like when he shakes the heavens? Is he talking about, I'm about to shake even the supernatural realm. Mm. I'm about to shake the supernatural world. And when I do, it's going to shake the earth. But when I do, y'all are going to know it's me. <laughs> y'all, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's going to, it's, you know, and so um, I'm going to, in the shaking, I'm going to reveal my plan. And everybody's going to go, well, you know, shaking, you know. If I was you, God, I wouldn't shake. I would just do, you know, but God's like, yeah, but you ain't me. <laughs> and I'm going to do some shaking. whole lot of shaking going on, you know. Little Jerry Lee Lewis right there. <laughs> Need some piano. <laughs> do you play the piano? No. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I never did get that skill. But... I didn't. You know, the only thing I can play is my nose. I can either pick it or blow it. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, but, uh, Let's try to get back on track here, will you? <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, how are we going to follow him out there? How we, how we, one thing we can do is go, hey, I like, kind of like what you're saying, look, whatever this was, I thank you for it, God. I'm glad for it, but I don't want to get stuck in that rut. Yeah. I don't want to be so focused on that this is the only way that it can happen that I'm going to miss what you're doing over here. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think, you know, I think all the different denominations are a good thing. Because not everybody likes Kentucky Fried Chicken it's like or McDonald's. We talked about the cultures. Yeah. God's not uh, offended by having different cultures. And he never put this, okay, put this stamp on everyone who calls on my name so that they all look the same. That was never a part of it. No. That was what Paul stood up for. These people are different than what you are, so stop trying to make them into your image. They got to be made into God's image. Into my what, image. What do these Gentiles look like when they're worshiping God? And then when they're spreading out, you know, what does Europe look like when it's worshiping God? What does America look like? What does Japan look like? And give them the same freedom that I gave you. Yeah. The same grace. But what I was say about the different denominations, there's there's good to have the different choices and variety and the culture. The you know. But the problem you have is when you, when you get one denomination and the denomination thinks, well, we're the only ones who got it right, mm -hmm. you know, and and it's all you can't do that. It's the same Jesus Every Christ. Every church needs to be an earlobe, and if you're not an earlobe, yeah, you know, you're wrong. <laughs> you <laughs> like, what am I going to do with a whole bunch of earlobes laying on the ground? <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> like one of those visions with the creatures with eyes all over them. <laughs> you know, yeah. I got a bunch of earlobes. I got a bride that ain't nothing but earlobes, you know? So have the, have the grace to allow the people the, the, the freedom because it's the same Jesus. Mm -hmm. 
When, when you look, I, I may not agree with everything that a Methodist does. Their method. I don't agree with everything that a Baptist does. You know, I don't agree with everything that happens in my own church. Because we're all human beings, man. We're all different parts of the body. We're all individuals. Yeah. And God gives that freedom. So so I'm not going to agree with it, but you're still following the same Jesus I am. Yeah. And you're still going to go to the same heaven I'm going to. I, I follow, I read sometimes on Reddit this Reformed group. I actually don't know that when they, when they speak of the word, it's like, that was a really good answer. Like people ask questions and they're talking and the people who are talking tend to have they're, they're imparting from the word. It's like, whoever these guys are, God's moving in them. I don't know what they believe. I don't know if we would if we'd be able to sit in the same room and worship God together without like, well, you can't play a guitar. That's sin. But, but at the same time, it's like the word of God is in them. And thank God for them, whatever they believe, whatever they're doing. Have you heard the story of the four chaplains in World War II? Mm-hmm. There were, you can look this up on the United States Army's website and Wikipedia. There were, there were four chaplains on the USS Dorset or Dorchester, Dorchester, I think it was, and it was a, uh, a, a civilian ship that had been turned into a troop transport. There were 900 and some guys on board the ship, and at midnight it's torpedoed by a German U-boat. Only like 207 guys, 227, something like that, survive. All right, the boat is going down at midnight. There, there are guys that are already blown up from the torpedo strike. There's guys that are wounded. Man, there's guys running everywhere, panicking, you know. And the, these four chaplains get together, and they begin to bring calm and, and get people organized, and they're getting them in lifeboats. And they open a locker, and they find life vests, and they're getting life vests in men, on men, all right? And it comes down to they run out of life vest. Each chaplain, chaplain, took off his own life vest and put it on another soldier. The four chaplains, it was reported that they linked arms and could be seen praising God together as the ship went down. Mm. All right? What's, what I liked about the story was one was a Jewish rabbi. One was a Methodist preacher. The other was a Catholic priest. And the other was a Dutch reform. Mm. All four of them completely different religions. But all four of them exemplified Christ and giving your life for another, mm-hmm. living selflessly, leading by example, leading by serving, and crossing over into this life, into the next. And that's the United church. United as brothers. In action. Exactly. That's the church guys, in like, action. Stop sitting down. Let's get into action. Because once you guys all start moving, things are going to line up. <laughs> You're going to see some stuff, man. You're going to see me move, you know? Yeah. So I, I love that part. A Jew... Two Protestants and a Catholic. You know what I'm saying? And they all linked arms together. Mm-hmm. And they, you know what's interesting, too? Is the Jewish rabbi did not look for a Jewish guy to give his, his life jacket to. Mm. The Methodist preacher didn't look for it. You see, the Catholic guy didn't look for it. They all just simply gave of themselves mm-hmm. for the life of another. That's phenomenal to me. There's a memorial that was made for them. There's a church, I think it's in Virginia, or maybe it's a, the, a memorial church or something in Virginia that was created to honor these guys. Mm-hmm. Harry Truman gave a speech about them, which was amazing. They were all given the Distinguished Service Cross. There was the Chaplain's Medal that was invented because of them. Oh. Uh, they were all denied the Medal of Honor because there was a rule that the Medal of Honor has to come uh, be received for, for actions under fire. Oh, okay. And I, w- I thought about, well, actually, they kind of were. They had under already fire, been under fire. They got hit by yeah. a torpedo. But I guess there are, you know, different rules that apply there. But it was still it was still 
the phenomenal part is a Jew, two Protestants, and a Catholic linked mm-hmm. arm and arm went to meet Jesus Christ. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? That's phenomenal to me. I love that part. You know, when, when you and I sit here and Eric sits here, you know that one old biker, one preacher's son, and one Indian. You know, and we don't, we ain't going to see eye to eye on everything. But when it came down to it, I'm going to link arms with you, brother, and stand with you. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't see that on the camera or, you know, because we're on the road. But, and, and, we'll, we'll voice narrate. Yeah. Matt, Matt grabs Kevin's hand. <laughs> so, the whole, the, it's brothers dwelling in unity. But if you dwell in unity, it doesn't mean you're going to agree on every point. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Or that but you're going to live your life the same. Yeah, yeah. God's called you and me to different things. You know what I'm saying? To live my life a different way. 